Welcome to From Pushing Weight to Real Estate, a show where we have candid conversations with various business owners and entrepreneurs who all have one thing in common, tumultuous past. We discuss tips, tricks, strategies, and the mindset that it took to transcend their circumstances and elevate to the person they've become today. I'm Art Hughes. I grew up in the hood on the east side of Cleveland, Ohio, and I too had some challenges to overcome to get to where I am today. I'm an ex-drug dealer and a former three-time felon. I was able to self-educate, shift my mindset, and make it out of the street life. Today, I'm a truck driver, real estate agent, investor, and family man, and I'm here to bring forth conversations to help you elevate too. Okay, my next guest story, super inspiring. I talked to this guy briefly, and I was so inspired by this story. He went from going to the penitentiary for 21 years, being out for less than two years, became a multiple business owner, a devoted husband, great father. I want to introduce my guy, James Lloyd. How's it going, my brother? Hey, listen, Art, man, that's all good, man. I want to thank you for, you know, just allowing for me to have this privilege to just tell my story. Man, I appreciate you for coming on, taking the time out, because I we have to get this story out because it's so inspiring. Like I told you before, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, I have to talk to this guy. So we're going to get right into it, man. So let's we're going to take it back. What what was it like growing up, James? Man, well, I tell you, uh, it was rough, you know, at, at one point in my life, you know, I grew up in like in a single parent home where we lived in the projects, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, my father, we really didn't have a, a relationship with my father. And then my wife, excuse me, not my wife, but my mom married a beautiful man who took us from the projects to the hood to mm-hmm. like a nice middle class neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but, at, at, but by the time we got to this middle class neighborhood, I was, it was already embedded in, into me the criminal lifestyle, the hood. I loved it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I couldn't get away from it. And that just, the pool, because my family was in the hood, you know what I'm saying? And that's where all the fun was. The fun wasn't out here in this middle class neighborhood. Yeah, the fun yeah. was in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's what, that, that's how basically everything started with me. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when you left out of the projects into that, to the hood and then to the middle class? What, what, what oh, stage was that? I, I was in the sixth grade then. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So, So, you know, and my mom used to to say, I started smelling myself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's them old school sayings right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you got to that middle class lifestyle, I mean, like, how old were you and what was that like? I think at that particular time, I think I was like 12, you know what I'm saying? And it was... It was a big, it was a big difference, you know, because I'm originally I'm from Toledo, Ohio, uh-huh. and uh, you know, it, it it was a big difference when you know when you get to go to school, and you see white kids, and you know what I'm saying, and you begin yeah. to see how how they live, and you know, I'm like, man, you know, hey, this this look good, but it ain't fun. It's a culture <laughs> shock. Uh, it was a culture yeah. shock. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, to actually walk down the halls and you know. See, see people, and you know, even though we were middle class, we still was on that border of, you know, what I'm saying, not uh-huh. having it all, you know. And they going to school with like name brand stuff on, and we got buddies, and you know, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know? So it it was it was kind of rough, and so I was like, well, you know, I, I, I my mom used to be like, hey, you don't need to be going back and forth. My, like I said, my family was in the hood, so I would go back and forth, back and forth, because but even though you know we lived in a middle class neighborhood. Like I said, the hood was my home. Mm-hmm. So did so at that point it it took you over. The hood took you over at that at a young Man, age or what? I, I mean, when you begin to see uh, uh, black dudes riding around with nice cars, you know what I'm saying, and the gold on their necks, you know what I'm saying. It's like, and then you go out here and and they got like a uh, 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 nice car, nice home, but I can't really see the value in working hard and this and that. When all the value to me was in the hood, with the hood superstars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't no, it ain't no doctors and lawyers. Nobody really shining. You know what I'm saying? You starting to see everybody shining with the gold chains and all that. You're like, man, I got. How, how can I be a part of that? That's right. That's right. And so mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
we had when I was young, my mom used to like to have like we weekly family meetings and stuff uh-huh. like that. And so my mom asked me this question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a drug dealer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she, she, she was shocked when she was like, you know what I'm saying? A drug dealer? Don't you want to be a doctor or a lawyer? I'm like, no, I ain't getting no money. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can see it, see what the doctors and lawyers is doing. But right. you see, you see the, the dope man down the street, you 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 think that's uh that's the way of life. Yeah. So what so what age did you like? jump off the porch and jump out there and start well, getting really, in the streets. Well, 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 I'm, I'm going to be honest, you know, uh, my cousin, I'm not going to mention his name, but, you know, I started selling joints in school, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and selling to the white boys and my, my partners that they, they really admire me because they had grew up in a middle class neighborhood all their life. The, the yeah. fellas, the brothers. Mm-hmm. But when they come, when they, when they meet me, this, this ain't been my life, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like they gravitated towards me. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, I was the one to always want to fight. You know mm. what I'm saying? I, I wasn't scared to fight. You know, I, I was the one, hey man, we need to go get James, man. Let's, you know what I'm saying? And right. I, I'm teaching them how to pickpocket. I'm teaching them how to pull a knife. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all this. Matter of fact, I got suspended in school for pickpocketing. It's just something I learned from being around my family. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the family heavily influenced you. To go down that path, man. Well, well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like, uh, uh, you know, when you got drinking and, and, and stuff, you know, it deeply embedded. Because my family, my mom's side of the family, they they they're from Georgia. So, and I'm talking about in the backwoods of Georgia, and so yeah, that's all yeah, they yeah. used to do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. you know, when you are around stuff like that, you a kid, you watching. I was very observant, and, and that's yeah. what saved me throughout all my life, being always instead of. We just jumping in something I've always set and observed. Oh, okay. So at, at high school days, how was that? Were you like in, in and out of trouble or what? What was that like? Well, I dropped out of, I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. You know, I okay. came up in, in, in uh, the crack cocaine era. Yeah. And so, you know, like I told you, I kept running, running back and forth to the hood. And so at, in the 10th grade, I decided, you know, hey, my, my pops and them, they might be making four or $500 a week, but I can make that in a day, uh-huh. staying on the block, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm, I'm serious. So, you know, uh, we had, we had, there was a pastor, he used to try to come and talk to me on the block and stuff like that. And he was like, well, you shouldn't be out here selling drugs, young man, this and that, woo-woo. And I reached in my pocket. I said, first of all, so I said, how much money do you make a week? And he told me 350 and I reached in my pocket and pulled out a nine of money like this. I said, man, I'll make that in a couple of minutes, man. What you, uh-huh. what you want me to, what you want me to do? Yeah. And he he didn't have he didn't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's definitely like that, man. That 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 lifestyle is suck you in, and, and, and you know you're making that money and how you have you draped off into it forever. Right. So so fast forward after you know you dropped out, then then what? How'd you get to where you went well, to the penitentiary? I'm quite sure you were oh, kind of young, oh. right? Oh man, listen, I went to the penitentiary. My story is long. All right. I'm the last one I did those when I did those 21 years, I did those 21 years in the feds. Okay. But I had but I've I've been to the to prison three times. Mm, so you let's, know, let's so, go there. What what, okay. what was the first time? Well the first time was for me selling drugs, narcotics. Oh were you? And I uh, I think I was I was 17. Well, I know I was 18. But the indictment came down. Uh, when I was 17, but when, by the time they caught me, you know, I was 18. Uh-huh. So I, I got caught selling an undercover, like a uh, half an ounce of crack cocaine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I was set up by my uh, then girlfriend's uh, uncle. Okay. Yes. Wow. How long you had to do for that one? Well, uh, at first they gave, well, you know, like, this was, you know, I, I, for everybody that don't know, I'm like 51 years old. So this what? Yeah. Man, yeah, I ain't, yeah. you know, you look, yeah. You look great, my brother. Well, I, was, <laughs> I, I would have never yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I was preserved yeah, through all those right. years of incarceration. Right, right. You know, so this was like before the federal government was grabbing crack cocaine cases. Uh-huh. So this was like in 1987. Okay. So, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I was 18 at the time. So they ended up giving me probation and, you know, me thinking that everything was a game and this and that. I still, you know, as soon as they gave me probation, I was out there selling drugs. Mm. 
you know. So as me selling drugs, I mean, you know, my mama, you know, my mama, she was a Christian. So she was like, hey, you can't live out there in that world and bring that home. So she was like, hey, if this is your choice, this this where you're going to lay at. So, you know, I end up, you know, getting my own spot, me and my dudes, you know what I'm saying? We, we formed a crack house and, you know, that's that was my home. Uh, so you had to turn your turn your spot into a crack house, huh? Was... Oh yeah, oh man, hey, that, that it, the spot was booming. Let me tell you, you know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to glorify it, but no, no, no. It just you know, it, it was, it was, it was my life, it was my home. And so, as I was on probation, I wasn't checking in on my, my probation officer. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing the urinalysis things and that. And so I, I ended up going on the run. You know, uh-huh. and so. Uh, I end up going to Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, while I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. I was like, man, I was like, you know, since I'm on the run, I might as well find me a job. I might as well square up and this and that. Uh-huh. But, but there was this time when my uncle had passed and my mom called me. And so that drew me back to Toledo. Uh-huh. So as we were driving down the street, a fire engine was speeding down in the hood, speeding down the hood, and we drunk and stuff like that, me and my buddies. And, you know, you're supposed to bear to the, what, to the right. Yeah. It just so happened that there was a police officer right behind us. And so he pulled us over and was like, you guys failed to, uh, you know, failed to go uh, lean to the right. And so my buddy, who, his name was Ken, he was driving. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. So he signed the light in the back. He was like, oh, who do we have here? And I'm looking like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. He's like, step out the car. So I stepped out the car. So he asked me my, my name, my nickname. And I was like, no, that ain't me. I was like, I, I'm, I was acting like my brother. Uh-huh. He's like, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know it's you. You know how many times I arrested you when you was a kid? Oh, he and, knew exactly uh, who he was. <laughs> yeah, I knew who he was too. Uh-huh. So, you know, he's like, we can do it like this. You can tell me, you can give me your name. We can go down here and get this over with. Or I'm gonna get you from for, for false information. And I'm gonna run up some other felonies on you. I'm like, all right, you got me, man. You got me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he, so you know, he ended up taking me down to the judge. You know, he he he's like, well, what what you mean? I was like, I've been down the land. I've been working. I've been going to school. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, he's like, you got any verifications for that? He said, all right, Mr. Lloyd. He say, I believe you somewhat, but you gonna need some help. So. I end up, you know, uh, giving my information, my appointment and stuff like that. I was working in a, uh, uh, there's like a hair salon down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And and he was like, uh, well, we're going to adjourn for a couple hours. I'm going to make some checks. So he ended up calling down there. And I said, yeah, James is a good worker. You know what I'm saying? He's been going to college, college school and this and that. And so the judge, he listened to that. So he ended up giving me 18 months in prison. He could have gave me like uh, uh, all kind of other stuff. And she was like, I'm gonna give you 18 months, he said, but if you do good, I'm gonna let you out in six months. And stuff. So I was like, all right, Your Honor. He's like, all right, Mr. Lloyd. So I ended up going to, uh, and I ended up going to Marion. So I went to Marion uh, Institution. Uh, it's like a work camp and stuff like that. And I'm doing good, you know, abiding by the rules. And one day, I got this letter in the mail. It was like, uh, you've been denied a uh, shock probation. I was like, oh, he told me he's gonna let me out in six months. Uh-huh. So uh, you had to do the whole uh, time. It, it, no, I, no, I didn't the whole time. Oh, you did. So this is this is what's happening. Like in, back then in Ohio, they start they had a uh, what's called shock probation. Uh-huh. I mean shock parole. So that so uh, I ended up going to the parole board. So I ended up going to the parole board, and it, it, it was a panel of three. So uh, I'm telling the parole board how much I changed and this and that. And this woman said, sit down, you lying. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, ma'am, I ain't got no trouble. She was like, I was like, ma'am, I, I follow Christ right now. You know, uh, I was like, uh, I don't gave my life over to him. And I ain't, you know, if you let me out, I'm going to do right. She said, you know how many times we hear these stories? She said, get out. So I was like, oh God, how can you do <laughs> how can you do me like this guy? You say you want, you know, you ain't gonna never leave me and nothing like, like this. So when I came in, uh it was, like I said, it was a panel of three. The guy that was sitting at, at the far at the far left, he said, you know, Mr. Lord, I believe. He said, We're gonna give you pro, we're gonna give you a shot parole. I was like, oh, thank you. So they ended up letting me out. That's where I left my body wet. Back in, in there. 
back in there. As soon as yeah. my buddies found out that I was getting, getting ready to come home, they come and swoop me up and we're back on the streets. Uh -huh. Man, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that, that's 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 a, that's a crazy story. So how old were you then when you got out then? I think I, I had to been around about about twenty. Yeah. So so then you go back to the joint a couple more times after no, that one. Let me tell no, let me tell you, let me tell you the story. So uh so they let me out, this had to be they let me out December twelfth. So my like I said, my buddies found out I was home and stuff like that. So instead of giving me money and, and things of that nature, guess what they give me? That's my buddy gave me my buddy gave me four and a half ounces of dope. Put <laughs> you right back in the game. Yeah. Put me right back on. But let me tell you how the devil is. So I'm out. I, I get out December 12th. Guess when I get locked right back up? Yeah. January 30th. Really? Wow. With a whole new charge. I'm on parole with a whole new charge and everything. You know, I end up, I end up, you know, I was like, uh, the night they arrested me, my cousin, he, he had been calling me and stuff like that. And he was like, cuz, it's booming out here. I need you to bring me some dope. I, I said, man, I can't do it. So the part, the part of town I had to go to was the University of Toledo area to, to get to them. Uh -huh. And they got the police out there and stuff like that. And so, you know, I'm riding, I'm trembling. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, now it's cold outside. I looked. I said, no, that ain't, that, ain't, that ain't them folks out there. I looked again. They had them cherries on. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> So, so they end up, they, they, they end up, they give me, they, uh, he wanted an ounce of crack. So they end up uh, uh, telling me to get out the car. They found out I was on parole and this and that. And they was like, can we search you? I said, no, you can't search me. Like, then dude said, I'm going to search you anyway. He started, we started tussling, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So I couldn't get away because his partner, his partner came out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And he had me. And so uh, I ended up. Uh, throwing the dope to the side, and he reached down and looked, picked up the dope. He said, "Oh, what do we have here?" I said, "Hey, officer, that ain't mine, man. You planted that on me. If you need, uh -huh. that ain't mine." He said, "We taking you down anyway." So late that night, uh, it was the the, uh, the bullpen was so packed, and I, I I had to sleep on the floor. So as I'm on the floor, I heard him say, "Child time," and I'm sleep like this, and I'm like, "God, please, please don't let this." <laughs> <laughs> and I opened my eyes, man, and there I was right back, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's uh what they give you yeah. for that violation. They end up giving me two years. Oh yeah, yeah. you served that yeah. whole two years. I served I served everything, you know. So yeah. at, at them two years, you still ain't learned your lesson though, huh? No, uh uh. No. <laughs> but you, you know what? To be honest, I did because it was it in between that time. It was uh, like as soon, as soon as they let me out, I moved back down to Atlanta. And for five good years, I was doing good. Okay. You know, I so ended up finishing. So how'd you get, I mean, you, you was down in Atlanta. What were you doing? Well, you know, I, like I told you, I love the hood. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was going back and forth from Atlanta to Toledo, you know, and, and, and I'm doing all kinds of dirt. Yeah. I told you, I, I got knocked with, with uh, two times for doing, you know, for messing around with dope. So uh -huh. this time I said, listen, I need to change my game up, you know? So my, my cousin them in Toledo, they was major jackers and all that. So they, they was getting money, like, say say they go get, like, they go hit a lick, and then they once they go hit a lick, they'll sell it for the low, low, and that was it. But uh -huh. if I'm on the block and I got to sell it to this person, that person, you know what I'm saying? That's too much. And like I told you, I just got burnt. You know, yeah. so I said, man, I ain't, I ain't going back for no hand-to-hand -hand combat. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, that's right. So, yeah. down, so down in in Atlanta, you still doing doing your thing for a good five years, and then what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I like I told you, I switched up the game, so yeah. I, I became not the not the dope boy, but I became the jack boy. Jack boy. Yeah. You know, so what I what I would do is I would hang out at the strip clubs and stuff like that. Then I had a couple girls in the strip club, and they turned me on to this dude and that dude and. You know, and then it just got too hot. I couldn't go to strip clubs. Uh -huh. So, so you know, I, I had to have it. It's like I had that. Uh, it's like a drilling rush. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? That I would get from you know what I'm saying from like give it up. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And then I see the look on their face, and, and, and you know what I'm saying? It just it became a game to me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not knowing, not realizing that at this particular point, some dudes ain't gonna just give it up. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Some dudes don't. You know what I'm saying? So. 
since it got hot all, at all the strip clubs and stuff like that, I said, man, you know, I, I like to spend money. I like to do this. So I, I began to rock any and everything I could get my hands on, you know, or oh. I could see. So I don't care if it was like a, a, a restaurant or business or whatever. I'm going to. Mm. Man, that's yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. that that run that run lasted the longest though, right? That yeah, that, that was five five good years. Mm-hmm. And then what? How did you get? This is this is where you where you got the long time though, right? After yeah, that because because me me thinking that even though these might be restaurants that make me ball whatever that in and with the federal government they have what it's called violating the Interstate uh, Commerce Act, mm-hmm. and so. So when you're getting ready to go and you're using a, a firearm yeah. and you're going to get money, that's a federal crime. Okay. So uh, when they got okay. me, it's like at this particular time they got me, they charged me with like 43 counts. Oh, so they didn't catch you like in the act. They just had. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they had it built up too, though. They they were looking for me. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? They they have they have my pictures everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like be mm-hmm. on the lookout for this guy right here. So as as I as I go and hit this one particular look, I guess this this woman she had seen my face from one my face from one of the posters, and so she ended up alerting authorities. So when I when I got ready to get out, when I you know after hit the lick, I'm coming out and uh, one officer he pulled a shotgun on me, told me don't move, and then the other one he over here telling me to get down. I'm like, what? What? what you want me to do? You want me to move? You want me to get down or what? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then the guy that had it, the officer that had his, uh, uh, the, the shotgun on me, he just told me, just put my arm behind the back. But now you got to understand, I'm in Georgia now. You know, you know what happened in Georgia. You're, they don't play about, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Brothers, and this was like in 1997. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, any they see a black man with a firearm, they, hey, they're going to blow your brains out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was only by the grace of God that, that they didn't kill me that day. Yeah. Yeah. So so after that they, they had they had a whole whole lot of stuff built up, Man. racked up on you. And Man. you got and you got the twenty one years. Uh, I got twenty five years. I ended up doing I ended up serving twenty one years on that. Mm. Yeah. So now this is where you learned your lesson at, right? This is this is where you the beginning, I mean, so what, what, at what point did you realize that something got to shake now? We got to change, we got to change this up. Now, let me tell you something. This is so funny. And this is uh, this guy named, they called him Big Jack. He was from Florida. I didn't know he was a clown or nothing like that. But as I, they sent me to those 25 years, I ended up going to USP Atlanta. And I got my, my I don't know if you've seen the soldiers with those green duffel bags ever. Mm-hmm. So I got all my property in here, and it's hot when they let me on the compound. And I'm walking, and this guy, he is about 6'3". No, he was six. He was 6'4". And he got a patch on his eye, bald-headed. And as I'm walking down the thing, he's like, what do we have here? I was like, God, if you protect me through all this, I'm going to do right. I mm-hmm. said, because if this man come at me, I got to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, he was a clown. I didn't know how he was. So uh, one day he came at me and said, uh, uh, what's going on? I said, ain't nothing going on, man. He's like, you going to be mine. I said, nigga, is you crazy? <laughs> he was like, you going to be mine, boy. And he started laughing and walked away. So I was like, God, listen, if you protect me, either I'm going to spend the rest of my life in here for killing this man, or you going to protect me. And I heard something say, I got you. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, I began to have like a peace. And like I said, it come to find out the big Jack was, he was just a clown. He was fully from Florida mm-hmm. and he was a fun dude. He ended up becoming one of my best friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So was it like a couple years after you started like making the changes or what? No, they... no, 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 no. I, I made that change immediately after I heard him. Heard what I heard from God, mm-hmm. I changed immediately. I had a counselor uh, when he, like when you come in, it's like when you're going through orientation and stuff like that. My counselor said, based on your record, he's like, look like you ain't never getting out of prison. I said, you a liar. I said, I'm gonna get out of prison before you before you retire. Mm-hmm. He was like, ha, 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 ha. and he laughed at me. You know what I'm saying? But I just knew the God that I served because 
when I when I give myself something, you know, when I truly give myself to something, I give myself fully. Mm-hmm. You know, in those in those times, uh those times when I I told God that I was gonna serve him, I never told him I was gonna change. I said I was gonna serve him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a difference. Right. You know, I mean, because to me, I had in my mind all the dirt I was doing. I was like, before I get ready to be killed or whatever, I'm gonna say, God, please forgive me and I'm going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? So it was always a game. But when I totally decided to give myself over to the Lord and surrender my will and just do the right thing, that's when I really began to see a change. Mm-hmm. So so what it has to be some sort of like mindset shift though, because you've been so like brainwashed by street life, you know, that, that just happens to a lot of us. It's just so brainwashed by the street life. So you gotta be able to like unlearn that behavior and then relearn some new stuff so did you like immediately start hey i gotta start figuring this thing out i got all this time well you know like when i when i first started off like i said i started off in usp atlanta which is a maximum security prison and the first week i was there they found a man dead on the rec yard Uh you know so i knew that these guys do not play They, Uh they ain't playing so i knew i once again i said god I'm serious, Lord, I'm going to serve you. Just protect me. And I, I'm serious. You got to understand, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, Art, throughout those 21 years and two months that I spent in prison, God had to know that I was serious because throughout all those years, I've never had any problems. Uh, yeah, that's, that's and I, awesome. Listen, listen, I was in two maximum security prisons, three mediums and two lows throughout all those years. Uh, and I haven't had one infraction Mm. I haven't had one fight. Man, I ain't number five, seven. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ain't, I, I'm serious. Now, of course, you might have some words with somebody, but in, in, in there, you got to be careful on, on your words because your words can be detrimental to your health. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. So was it like, did it, did it like use any like books or any type of tools or what did books. you use to? Listen, listen, they, my buddies used to call me the mastermind. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all I used to do. Build with positive individuals and read. I didn't care on uh, who made the most money, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Let me tell you something. When I seen somebody get, on, get into a fight over who made the most money and what, nobody giving them no money? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, man, I'm not going to get in those type of arguments. I'm going to keep my mind focused and doing what I need to do to get up out of here because this is not going to be my home. Uh-huh. Yeah. What what type of books did you read? What did you have? Oh, oh, I I read The Wealth Choice. I read that's, uh that's Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. I read I read The Richest Man in Babylon. Man, the list goes on and on and on. Man, I, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about Forty Laws of Power. Man, I, I'm talking about man. I read man. Mm-hmm. I read I read every newspaper because in the feds you dealing with people from all over the world. People would get ready to throw newspapers away. They might be from New York or whatever and this and that. I'm like, hey, man, let me get that. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of guys, some, you know, a lot of guys that I knew were only reading uh, newspapers for the community section or, or to see who got killed or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to find out the business mind. Mm-hmm. Give me, I want the business section. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I learned, you know, I, I read right wing papers, you know what I'm saying? Left yeah. wing, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that because I wanted different perspectives. Yeah, not that's that's definitely important. I do I do that all the time now. Like, you know, right. try to look at both sides and you know, make for my opinion from that information, right. you know. But yeah, so all all those books, you you it sounds like you just you brainwashed yourself with nothing but positivity. Man, I had to, and then the, the, the group of individuals, I'm talking about these, some of my best friends are some of the hardcore gang members from Chicago, some of the big dope boys from Detroit, Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? I, I got mad love from them because I treated everybody with respect, uh-huh. but I always would try to uplift the young brothers, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want another black man, brown man, white man, whatever. I didn't want nobody to fall down the same roads I, I had because, like I said, this was my third time being in prison. Uh-huh. You know, you might have at, at this particular time, they, the feds start picking up all kinds of cases. So you really ain't had to be having no money out there or whatever, but they'd probably give a guy like 10 years or whatever. So he got another chance coming in at 18. Yeah. So so when he coming in, I want to show him, look, bro, I've been down this long. Look, here, 
You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. what, we, what we used to call it in the field, we used to have paperwork parties. So I used to let them know, look, man, look, I ain't no rat, I ain't no snitch, but I don't knock no man for what he want to do to get home. That's on him. But uh -huh. I'm telling you about me. You know what I'm saying? So I would give my paperwork to let them know that I was real and genuine. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Because like they say in the joint, real recognize real. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We, we, I, I, they respected me. And that's one of the reasons why I never had any problems because first of all, I didn't snitch, but I respected everybody. I don't care if you was a snitch or whatever, I still respect you. Right, right. Yeah, that 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 goes a long way, man. Respect. You gotta you gotta respect your people and earn your respect. Right, right. So so getting close to coming home, you still on that path of positivity? I mean, because I know um, you know, you get like I said, you get brainwashed with all the negative stuff from the hood, you know, from just being in the streets, period. Cause I know with me, I you realize a lot of the stuff that you learn, man, is really not, it, it ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? You learn from society, you learn from your upbringing, you learn from the streets or like just manhood, how to treat a woman, you know, all of that. And right. from the music and everything, they just brainwash you. So it takes a lot to unlearn all of that, those behaviors. So I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, you stayed on that path until it was time for you to come home. And you're still on that path right. though, right? Right. But, but you know, as, as I began to realize that, you know, I was getting shorter and shorter to come home and tell you how the devil is. The devil used to throw different things in my, you know what I'm saying? He used to throw different things in. And I had this Colombian buddy. He loved me. I'm talking about he loved me. And he used to tell me, listen, when you get out, you need some money, go home. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So, you know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I'm like, oh man, I got I got the plug, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got yeah. the plug. You know, so I was like, really con I'm gonna be I'm being honest with you. So I was contemplating to call me. But let me tell you what I did, Art. Like six months before I got ready to come home, I tore this information up. You know what I'm saying? He was plotting. Yeah. On, he was plotting on coming back. He was planning on coming back. No, 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 not only him coming back. Yeah, you're right. He was coming back. He was going to use me. Pla yeah, yeah, you coming back. He planned on both of y'all coming back. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to try to switch it up and do it a different way. But eventually you'll be back. You know? Yeah, but you, but you, you know, Art, well, you know, at this particular time, man, I, I realized that I had things to look forward to with my children. Mm -hmm. You know, I end up I end up getting married in prison. You know okay. what I'm saying? And, and I realized that I have people out here in this world who love me and needed me, man. Yeah. And it was like, man, I, it say nothing can separate me from the love of Christ, but can't never nothing separate me from the love of my family, man. Because yeah, you know, that's most hey, important. Yeah. Yep. Now, so now we 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 out now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I get out uh, November of 2018. 2018. Now you gotta yep. hit. Now you 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 about to hit the ground running. Was I? What did what did that look like coming home? Well, you know it, it was beautiful, man. Because my wife, she actually uh, on the day she came and got me, uh, I ended up leaving from Maryland, uh, a federal institution in Maryland, Michigan, and uh, the officers they looked at my uh, they looked at my jacket and they was like, "Wow, you've been gone a long time." It's like, is the world gonna be the same when you get out there? I'm saying to myself, no, it ain't gonna be the same, but it's gonna be different from me here. <laughs> you know what I'm right. So, so he was like, man, you ain't got no trouble in all those years. I'm like, no, no. He's like, well, I think you're gonna be do good out there. So as I grabbed my bags and looked all back at my partners and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? It's real good dudes, man. I grabbed my bags, and I don't know if you know about Lot and Lot's wife. When she looked back, when they opened them gates, man, I refused to look back. I got my bags. <laughs> I ain't looking back, and I was looking forward to them to say, hey, Lloyd, come back. If they had a cave and said that, I was going to take off running. I ain't going to lie. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, so, so, so now, now you out. Now what, yeah. what, what, what was the, did you have a, a set plan? Like, okay, I'm about to get out. I'm about to do this, 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 and that. Was it laid yeah. out? Yeah, I, I had a plan. Like I said, I had a strong support system, my wife. And my mom and my dad, you know what I'm saying? My stepdad, which is all, he'd been there for me, you know what I'm saying? And, uh -huh. and I, I, like I said, I didn't want to let them down. And so I wanted my mom to see what type of man that I professed to be throughout all those years. I wanted to see that I was going to be a good follower of Christ, a good husband to my wife, and this and that. And so my mom ended up seeing this. But 
I don't know if any, well, I know nobody know this, but 45, around about 45 days after I was released to come home, my mom passed away. Yeah. Sorry, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah, man, I'm talking about that was, that was devastating. So let me tell you a story. Like, so um, I was in Toledo and my wife was in Akron. And so I got told, I, I, my, my buddies were calling me up. was like, hey, what you trying to do, man? I was in the halfway house. And like, uh, you need some money? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I ain't. And this, was, this made me feel, it made me bad. It made me mad. He was like, oh, man, I ain't got no money, man, but I got some dope. You trying to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, got, I got some dope for you. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm cool. You, right, <laughs> I'm cool. Right. And, and so they still I'm, doing it. They're still doing it nowadays, like man, come man, on now. You know, yeah, I'm like, man, so it, it's like the devil trying to get me again. I told mm -hmm. you when I got out before, I got them four and a half ounces, and I was back home, yeah. And, and so, you know, I was like, no, nah, man, I'm cool, and I, I didn't end up calling him no more. And so, uh, the, my first job, I was on the bus, it was cold outside. I could tell you, I got out in November, November 26th or 28th, one of uh, 2018, and uh, I'm on the bus. And I just came from this interview and I got the job. I called my mom. I'm like, Mom, I got the job. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy. You know what I'm saying? She was like, how much you pay? I said, $10. I started. <laughs> I started. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I been paid $10. She's like, oh, son, that ain't nothing. I'm like, Mom, I know it ain't nothing because ain't nothing worse than making 15 cents an hour uh -huh. working in the federal bureau of prisons. Right. <laughs> you know what right. Yeah, so them ten dollars an hour, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, it was cool. But let me tell you this: I, I ended up leaving that job to work in a job that paid twelve twelve dollars an hour. Uh -huh. Well, guess what I had to do? I had to walk from a halfway house forty five minutes. This is in the winter time. Uh -huh. I had to walk forty five minutes, get on a bus, drive for an hour, work twelve hour shifts, and do it all over again. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I did that, when I was walking in the snow. And it was cold, and I was still saying, thank you, Jesus. Uh -huh. Thank you, Jesus, because I was free, aren't you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I was free, man. So, uh -huh. you know, that when, when I did that, the first day of, me, of them telling me I had to walk 45 minutes to catch this bus to ride for an hour, as I'm walking, I said, man, you made it. Uh -huh. You made it. Because back in the days, I said, man, they got to be right. <laughs> got to be crazy. Uh -huh. Man, I you know what I'm saying, but then, well, let me tell you what else, Noah. So God wanted to see how faithful I was. He like God, He knows everything. God wanted to see how faithful I was going to be. So after I left that job, I had I have a cousin. She she happened to be a secretary of the union, uh, the laborers hall. Uh -huh. So when I first got out, I tried to get a job, but it's in winter time, so they construction and stuff not really going on in winter. So uh, in March. I had, she ended up calling me. She said, guess what? She's like, are you ready to come on down to the hall and sign up? She's like, I can get you in. So I'm making $12 an hour walking all this art. But let uh, me tell you, they end up hiring me in the, in, the, in the labor, in the local union. They end up hiring me and paying me $28 an hour. Oh, man, that was sweet. 20, and I had been out to joint for like about four, like, let me see, about almost four months. Oh, yeah. That you know was what I'm saying? So, I mean, just, just think about it, man. My faithfulness, my drive, my determination not only showed God that I was being faithful and, 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 you know, and honest with what I told him, but it showed my family and them that love me to say, listen, I think he's worthy enough to have his job. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So, so after you got that job, when did the businesses start flowing in? Because I know you're a well, multiple business owner. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you how the devil is, all right? <laughs> So I, so so I, I mean so I, I'm making these big checks. I'm making eighteen hundred dollars, twenty one hundred dollars. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? I'm getting these checks now. I'm, I'm fresh out the joint, so I'm, I'm making all this money. So I end up going to Lima and working. I I had to drive from Toledo to Lima, and they do like a background check. So I'm you know they tell me when they run background checks they only go five years or whatever this and that five or seven years or something like that. And so I think I'm cool. Uh -huh. So all of a sudden, I uh, I get ready to leave work that night, and my badge don't work in the thing. And I'm like, man, what's going on? So they was like, oh, you probably need to go, <laughs> go up to the office. So they was like, uh, Mr. Lloyd, uh, we ran your check and uh, your background check, and we had to let you go. I said, what? I said, at this particular time, I had been working for for like two months or something uh -huh. like that. Coming to work on time, driving from, like I said, Toledo to Lima. 
And they was like, you know, uh, we're going to have to let you go. You can't come back tomorrow. I was like, oh, man. So I'm driving back. Now, I'm thinking about working them $10 and $12 hour jobs and how they used to work the dog mess out of me. And yeah. I'm mean, making $28 and I'm not even working hard. Right, right. So I was like, man, as I'm driving back from Lyme, I was like, man, I got me a little bread. I might as well go ahead and get me a pack. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because all right, I'm telling you, man, I work hard for them ten to twelve dollars, man. Uh -huh. and, you know what I'm saying? And so uh I end up I end up calling my probation officer, telling what happened. I called uh the, the union hall and he was like, Oh man, don't worry about it. We got plenty of jobs, we can get you another one. So a couple weeks went by, so I, I talked to my wife mom. Now my wife was living in Akron, I was living in Toledo. And so she was like, uh, come on, come on to Akron. So I talked to my probation officer. She was like, well, we going to uh, see if Akron accept you and this and that. And within those couple of weeks, Akron said, yeah, bring him up. Let him come. Uh -huh. So, you know what I'm saying? So before I can grab that pack, God said, no, let me get you out of Toledo. Get you out of there, you know? yeah. <laughs> Change yeah. the environment. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I, I end up coming. I end up coming to uh, uh, coming here to Akron, man, and uh, just – Start then, you know. I started up my little business. I started up my uh, a janitorial service. You know, I I did. I went to Jam Pro and and, and bought a franchise from them, and you know uh, what I'm saying. And, and just been building since then. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That's all the way. That's 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 definitely a uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a great great story. So yeah. now, now that you got the Jam Pro, you got a couple businesses, don't you? Yeah, no, no. So, so you know, let me tell you how God is, right? Yeah. So I begin, I, I begin to, you know, what I'm saying, make my little residuals from Jam Pro and this and that. So then it started being like a, a springtime. So I'm like, man, I always, you know, I, I love to cut grass and this and that. So I said, well, now since I got that going, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna start my lawn care service. Uh -huh. So, uh, uh, so to to help. Uh, alleviate me having to do both. I end up hiring somebody to do the, you know, what I'm saying, do my jam pro, you know, what I'm saying, uh, uh, my janitorial service, you know. So while he doing it, I'm paying him an hourly wage. Uh -huh. I'm making my money, and I'm still making money through my landscape, my lawn care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's 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 yeah. all. The, that's all the way was up. You oh, that ain't fired, it. Fired fired yourself from one one yeah. company, and then put somebody in place, yeah. and then well, that, well, that ain't it. So, after that, I all, like I told you, I, I read every kind of book it was, and, and, and real estate is my thing. I love real estate, but I just didn't have the capital to really invest in real estate like I yeah. wanted to. So, then I found out about wholesaling, you uh -huh. know what I'm saying? So, I was like, you know, I began to, you know, I, I, I believe that YouTube is a university. Definitely. You know That's how I learned how to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how so, I learned how to do it. Yeah, so I, I started, man, from uh, watching videos, and then uh, 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 I got involved with this person. I'm going I'm to call him out because it's, it's very inspirational. Let me tell you what happened, right? So I watched his YouTube video, and it said he, he put his text on there, right, uh -huh. on, on YouTube. So I ended up, some said, man, write this man. So I ended up writing, telling him my story. I've been, you know, served all those years. And don't you know, man, this man, he sent me all his material for free. Oh, man, that's what's up. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> he sent me He sent me one of the voice texts back and said, brother, I love your story. I told him, I said, man, I'm going to be one of your greatest testimonies. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And he said, he said, listen here, he said, I'm going to send you all my material. He sent Man, I got so much of this material, man, I'll be devouring it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm back in, like I'm back into my cell and I'm devouring. I'm learning everything I need to know about wholesaling. You know, mm -hmm. and I, it was just, he believed in me. And so, like I told him, I told him I'm gonna be his greatest testimony. I'm gonna be his greatest testimony because I'm getting his money. Yeah, that's what's up. That's all the way what's up. Yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. that's a that's a that's a, a a great story. So now what would you say is the most important thing that you learn from all of that? First of all, man, the most important thing I learned is about having a strong and established relationship and a way of life with Jesus Christ. Okay. You know, then I learned how to, you know what I'm saying, really love my wife, you know what I'm saying? Because 
for those last couple of years of my incarceration, man, my wife was up and down the highway from Akron to Milan, uh, you know what I'm saying, to come and see me. You know, I'm talking about it, winter, spring, summer, fall, you know, and when, that's rare, you know, for a woman because I've seen it throughout all those years how, you know, guys might have a wife or whatever and their wife would barely come see them, uh, would barely send them a card or whatever. But at, at mail call, my name steadily ring. One time, this white guy was behind me. He was like, hey, man, you getting a lot of mail. What is your birthday? I said, no. I said, if that was the case, my birthday every day because my wife always look out for me. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And, you know, he just had his little smirk on his face. But it, it, that that showed me, man, of, of where my greatest responsibilities had to be. My greatest responsibilities when I came home had to be for Christ, her, and my children, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So... If you can, if you can like talk to your 17, 18 year old self before you did that first number, like with all the information that you have now, with the knowledge, the mindset that you have now, what would you say to your 18 year old self? <laughs> Boy, them folks ain't playing with you. <laughs> no, no, to be honest, man, you know, I was like, I would have told myself to sit down and really observe things because they had used to have this saying and say, slow money is for show money. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Which, which means that the harder you work for your dollar, the longer it's going to last. All that money I got from selling drugs, from robbing, doing whatever I can to make a dollar, that was gone as soon as I got it. Uh -huh. but, this, but this money that I make right here, I ain't got to look over my shoulders. Uh -huh. Is that mine? Oh my gosh, sorry about that. Uh, I don't have to look over my shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if the police pull me over, still you got to be cautious, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Definitely. When I ain't going to be trembling, right. you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I, I would tell myself to really slow down and really learn, observe, and appreciate life, the life that I have, because a lot of people look at it as if you're you struggling, you're doing bad. Hey, no, you're free. Uh-huh. You know, seriously, Art. And so, you know, I would tell them to find something to love because when you find something to love, it'll keep you. Uh -huh. I would have told, told myself, you know, hey, you know, find something that you can love, man. And basically, you know, that, that, that you can wake up in the morning and be like, man, I'm doing this for not only myself, but for them because they need me and I need them. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's, 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 that's great. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So I got a couple more questions but i want to know where where can people like follow you or you got social media where can they oh, yeah. learn more oh, yeah. about oh, you yeah. Oh, yeah where can people well, follow um, you? well they can follow me on ig let me let me look this stuff up because i still ain't uh, real, uh, uh computer savvy you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, so, man, you know what yeah, i'm saying you, i still they have all this stuff when man, <laughs> when you man, I, i'm still i'm still struggling you know, before we we had this conversation, you was like, "Hey, you make sure you got your phones off." You see, mm -hmm. I had it off on this one, but I ain't yeah. had it off on my other one. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're like, hold on one second. Let me go to my IG, man. I, man, it is okay. Uh, you can reach me at uh, <clears throat> uh, eleven eighteen flip. It's like just spelled out eleven eighteen flip. Uh -huh. You can reach me at uh, humble beginning services at Gmail. You can reach me at uh my email is like James C Lloyd. It's my last name spelled L L O Y D twenty four at gmail.com. Uh, let me see. You can they can even call me. Call my business number uh two one six three one eight nine zero zero six. Listen, I would tell any mother, any mother that's out there listening, never give up on your child. That's one thing I say about my mom. She never gave up on me throughout all those institutions throughout. Being in West Virginia, being in Alabama, being in Georgia, uh -huh. being in Michigan, being wherever I mean, wherever else I was, my mama and my dad always came and checked up on me. You know what I'm saying? And so I tell every mother out there, never give up on your child because there is they are not a lost cause. As long as you can show them love, eventually they're gonna wake up. Yeah. You know, so always, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, have my mom gave up on me, man. I tell you, man, I don't, you know. And I strongly believe that God allowed for me to come home and show my mom because uh, uh, all the sacrifices that my mom had made for me throughout all those years, uh -huh. she made them. God allowed for me to come home to spend time with her before she passed away. Yeah. You know, so, so never give up on your child. And fathers out there, let me tell you something. Don't wait. 
don't wait for that second word. A lot of fathers might say, well, man, I ain't got enough money, man, to uh, go and, you know, get my children or whatever. Man, if you ain't got no money, go spend time with them. Yeah, Let your child know that you love. That's right. That's right. Important. You know, I, I'm, see, with me, my, my dad was my dad was a street dude, my, my real dad. Uh-huh. And I wanted to be what I wanted to be like him so bad. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that was part of my demise because, oh, man, that's little Jimmy. son. I always wanted to be like him. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Not knowing I should have strived to be like my stepdad because my stepdad used to get up every morning and go to work for me and my mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So fathers go out there and be, be you get them before the streets get them. Yeah, definitely. That's what yeah. you gotta you gotta lead by example, man. You know, you can't sit yeah. up there and be in the streets and then tell your kid, no, nah, you don't don't do that. Nah. Don't do, that's not that's not gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's definitely yeah. not gonna work. But yeah, can so, I say this? Can I say this? Yeah, I, go I ahead. No, go ahead. This, this ain't this ain't all for the men or whatever. I want to send a shout out to my wife, Yvette Lloyd. She has a beautiful podcast that I want all women. It's very inspirational, not only for women, but for me. I'd be on there sometimes be like, babe, hey, you doing it? Because you, uh-huh. you touching on all points. And her guests, they be on point. She and she can be found at Life Her Podcast with uh-huh. Yvette Lloyd. Yeah. You know, so tell them time and time, tune in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So let me ask you who like you you you're like a super inspiring dude like you you every time i've had these conversations with you like i'm super pumped up because right. your story you know it definitely inspires me so you being I, AR, hey man I, I hate to cut you off man but i tell you man throughout all those years i build with good men and, and, and my foundation right here on uh, coming out here in the streets uh-huh. the only good men i really know are the, are the dudes i spent all those years with uh-huh. you know what i'm saying so, so uh, uh, my Rolodex ain't full with with good men that I met out here on these streets yet. And yeah. you, but you one of them, bro. So I just want you yeah, to know I that. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, who inspires you now that you're like out in the real world, and now you, you know, you focus on, you know, your businesses and being a husband and father. Like, who inspires you? Whether it be virtual or just somebody in your life. Like, who's an inspiration? To you. All right, I'm gonna t- I'm I'm have to be honest with you, man. I work so hard, man. I really ain't got time, to, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to really. So, uh, my inspiration, man, is really, man, uh, looking at my family, man. That's my that's my greatest inspiration right there. Uh-huh. Because I'm doing it for them, you know. I really, like, I, I, I we have a beautiful outing, beautiful basement, man. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I, I'm talking about, I'm rarely here. Mm-hmm. I'm working. I, I'm serious. I, as you know, I, I told you last week, I was, man, I was working to two and three o'clock in the morning all last week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trying to get these buildings painted and all that. I don't have time. Yeah, yeah. I wish, I, I'm I want to have time to sit down and read a good book or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm always studying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 now I got to give a shout out to my man, Flip Man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he's on YouTube talking yeah, about I, home I, selling. I, right, right. Yeah, I know. I'm familiar with him. Yeah. You know, but other than that, man, but you know, I look at, I look at preachers and pastors, you know, I, I stay in tune with TD Jakes and uh, 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 hold on, man, Pastor Vernon. Oh, I love uh-huh. Pastor Vernon in Cleveland. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Listen, that's where when I'm when, when when I need some inspiration, that's where I'm going to. To be honest, okay. I, I'm going to them. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm going to them. Yeah, yeah that, that's those are those are good folks to to definitely follow. So, mm-hmm. one more question. I mean, and this for like. If you got some, you know, young folks, we got young folks out there that straddling the fence that, you know, might want to switch it over, change their life around, but really don't have the information or the mindset. Like me personally, I know what helped me is to unlearn a lot of the foolishness that right. <laughs> you know that I've been brainwashed with yes. music all while you're younger because all of the music was right. just you know women ain't this and you know what I'm right, saying I right. got holes in different area codes it's just a lot yeah. of that type of stuff especially <laughs> when your when your brain is developing at a young age right. and you hear that over and over again it kind of brainwashes you and then society being in the hood teaching you that oh I gotta be tough I can't show no emotion, you know what I'm saying? And that's like a recipe for disaster. So you got to kind of, of learn all of that, you know, right. and, and it took me like reading the the um, mindset books 
um, the, the Alchemist, just a lot of different books that I've read to help just brainwash me, like audio books, just, just, I'm yes. talking about every day, all day, not a lot of music, just every day, all day, positive information into my, you know, into my brain, just to really unlearn a lot of the foolishness. So right. it helped me get my mindset to where I know I got to, I got to change this around. So what would you say to uh, some, you know, young folks to help them change that, that helped you? What would you, what would you say to them? Basically, I, I would let them know that. <clears throat> Be the man that makes the change and don't allow a situation or, or anything to make you change, uh -huh. you know, because uh, I looked at it like, you know, uh, uh, I didn't have my father and, you know, and, and I felt that I wasn't unloved and, and I was just deceived, uh -huh. you know, so I would advise that young man, a young woman to, you know, don't look at your surroundings, just look and you inside and have conversations and think forward. Be like, if I stay on this path, now you might have the money, but in the, in the meantime, between time, you might get shot. You might get arrested. You might go to prison. A worst case, case scenario, you could lose your whole life. Mm -hmm. What, what kind of example will you leave for this world? You know, because uh -huh. by the time when I get ready to leave, I'm going to leave a legacy. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? You see, I got but, my company in line. But see, a lot of them, they might not be blessed like you and I, uh -huh. you know, so I, I would advise that, you know, that they don't take life for granted because I took life for granted. I thought even though I was young, 20, whatever that I had forever. And I, but, you know, I only looked this good because I was forced to look this good by spending all those times in prison. Uh -huh. don't, don't, don't look at those hood examples. Look at those real examples out there as far as men that are out there making legit moves. You, I mean, even you got some of these rappers and stuff out here, they, they might be doing good and this and that, but they still might be straddling the fence. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? Look, just, just find something and be like, man, I want to emulate them instead of emulating these, these, this, the street life. Uh -huh. Because the street life is not, is not going to be forever. If you are in that street, young man, get your money together, and get you and become an entrepreneur. You already an entrepreneur. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like just, running a business, just, being just, in the streets, running a business. It's the same you thing. Know. So you know how to re-up. So that means you know how to manage your inventory. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. You know same how thing. to save your money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you are they already have the entrepreneurial spirit. Uh -huh. You know? Now I, I I mean, I'm just not good working for people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I, I I because I like my time. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like nobody telling me what to do. If you don't like it, then change the, change the narrative. Right. And see what you know me, what I'm saying? With me, that really like helped me get out and build like a solid foundation is, you know, getting my CDLs. So, right. you know, I always talk to a lot of folks about that because people ask me and I, you know, let them know. And I always share a good friend of mine's story, which I'm going to have him on here tomorrow. I'm going to get him on and we're going to record his story tomorrow. So, but you know, he got out and got a trucking company, you know, and I See? always encourage folks like CDL will take you with a criminal record. You know what I'm saying? Having a hey. CDL, you can get to, you, you can get a good job starting off at 20 something dollars an hour. And, Man. you know, and then if, even if that's not what you want to do, you can build from there. Hey, all right, guess what? I had every intention on coming home because I told you, man, I, I knew that I really can handle the minimum wage jobs and stuff yeah. like that. I had every intention when I came home to get my CDLs. I used to have books that I used to study about uh, 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 the, 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 the walkthrough, uh, uh -huh. learning about the placards, and you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? All kind of, I, I, it was every intention. But when I told my wife when I came home, she's like, no, you ain't. You ain't bothering me over the road, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying? You home now, and I really want to do that because it would have it provided a great income. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah. I mean, I built a solid, pretty solid foundation from it, and now you know, started a business and you know, working towards taking a step back outside out of the truck and continue to be full-time entrepreneur. So, you know, but yeah, man, I, man, I appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your busy day to sit with me for this hour and chat. We yeah. definitely. Got it was real. 
Yeah, we it definitely going to build after this yes. and do some things together, especially in that wholesaler world, especially with the information I just got yesterday. Oh, um, man, you on fire. I knew it. Yeah, so, on fire. You know what I'm, so <laughs> I'm about to, you know, implement some things into my business and, you know, but yeah, we definitely going to do some things, especially down in Akron. Okay. And I'm up here, okay. but yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, coming on, man, taking the time out. I pray, man, that, that, you know, my story was, you know, inspiring for somebody, you know, uh-huh. and, and, and like any mother or any guy or young girl out there who needs somebody to talk to, hit my line up, 216-318-9006, and we can talk. I want to do everything I can in my power to help deter you from going down the same roads that I went that went through, because I was there. You can't tell me about what's happening on these streets. Uh-huh. It might be a different time, but like the Bible say, ain't nothing new under the sun. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. So if I if I can help them, call me up. It's great, great, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and comment. And until next time, be great, everybody.